Ah, we're on, we're on. Hello. Hello. Right. Hello. Um, welcome to uh, the uh, the old fashioned <laughs> breakdown focus. Fola <laughs> uh, has already forgotten the name of the podcast. I, I always forget the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the name. I, I don't know why. I've, do you know what it is? What is it? It's, uh, it's because it's the end of the world and we're all going to die. I mean, that's not really an excuse. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so yes, today's episode, welcome, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, today's episode is going to be uh, G5. Uh, 5G. 5G. <laughs> Why do I keep messing it up? Oh, God. Um, yes. Bola's in a bad place I, right I, now. I really am. This is going to be a really interesting show. So, to be honest with you, so this, what did you think of this episode before I go on? So, 5G... Yes. Five grand. Five grand, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fine. (laughs) Um, I I don't know, it didn't blow me away in any spectacular way. I think, so every week I like to try and figure out what Fola's going to say the theme is. (laughs) So I think this week it's going to be secret. Okay, interesting, interesting. It's interesting because I genuinely don't know what the theme of this episode is. What? <laughs> you know everything. No, no, no. So, yeah, I think secrets are a big part of it. Like, they're a massive, like, part of this episode. But I, I don't know. It seems like we know that the show's about secrets, right? Like, the show's clearly about secrets, so it's always been I mean, about- last week the show was about fucking religion, so... I, I know, but, like... <laughs> I feel like the fundamental point of the show is it's it's about secrets and it's about hidden things and all that kind of stuff. So it seems to me it seemed to me to be a bit maybe a bit obvious to be about secrets. And maybe oh, maybe okay. Sorry. No, no no I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't, I'm Such not, a basic bitch. I'm not saying that. I'm, what I'm saying is that basically, um, I think that um, that I think that the secrets thing is actually there and it really is like a, a big part of it. I just think it goes further because. Last week's one wasn't really about religion. It was more about um, it was more about structures and like the way we sort of structure our society and like how human beings sort of like grow and uh, develop. And if you don't have that thing on top of you, like you know, decent parents or whatever, you you turn to like people turn to religion. They turn to this made up thing that to make <gasps> themselves feel comforted. He did not just say that. Not, well, not made up. Let's just say not made up. But you know, something that's like. Something that we explain ourselves as opposed to something that's kind of, you can sort of point to as something, you know, something tangible. Um, and yeah, okay, maybe religion's, I'm, I'm not saying that religion's not real. I'm just saying that religion's a thing that we don't really know what it really is. And it seems to help people uh, comfort themselves in, in stress and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I thought that episode sort of be- became. Mm. But it didn't start off there. And I feel like this episode starts off around secrets and like the secrets are there in front of your face so you we know that don so we know that don's kind of got this okay so before before we go on what i wanted to say the reason i want to do a different episode this week is because um because the you saw the notes that i sent you and that i think yeah i got them right here and there's so many sort of things that i sort of pointed out and could see and I was like this doesn't I don't know how we're going to do this within two hours or within an hour and I'm going to try and like cut this down to an hour at least 
Okay, can I just say, so last week when we were recording the podcast, I didn't eat before. Right. And so by the time we'd finished, I was so hungry. So I literally just like gulped down lasagna before this began. So it's been right. on for two hours. Okay. Like, I'm good now. You're good. Okay, I'm okay. Good. All right, well, let's try and see. We It'll probably end up being what it's always been anyway. And we'll it'll end up becoming like the same old recap that we do. But... Um, I want to try and just instead of just going into the episode and like from beginning to end, let's just sort of like talk about what was important or what you what stood out to you in this episode. So I feel like the idea of G five G is actually really interesting. Um, so you you're what what did you think of the, the title five G? Well, okay, so I always know this is coming now <laughs> that this this whole title thing is coming. So I was looking out for like things, what 5G, obviously we're not quite there with 5G internet and they definitely weren't in the 60s, so no, it's not that. I don't think so. And then I was like, you know, like there's that song that's like a G6 and I was like, was there a 5G before the G6? But that's not <laughs> yeah, a thing. No, no. So the only thing that I could think about, I could think of was um, that, uh, what's his name? Adam. Adam Gibbs. Adam, yep. Yeah. Where uh, Dick or Don, Don or whatever his name Don, is, yeah. uh, five grand. So that was like, is it five G? Is that is that Don the price? Gives, Don gives Adam five G. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you said Dick. You said you said Adam, Adam gives Don. 5G. Well, you know what I meant. <laughs> you know what I, I mean. I'm getting confused now. They've just all got so many names. So there's so many names. I know. Um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, so I think that's. So I think that um, that whole scene where uh, Don... So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do this out of sequence now. And we're what? Just gonna, okay. We're just going to talk about the themes. And if, if it doesn't go well, we can just go back to how we normally do it. But um, the reason I want to do that is because I feel like that 5G part, um, that, that bit where Don gives uh, the money to uh, Adam is really important uh, because it's like... Up until that point, so what happens? It's really what's really interesting is is up to that point you've got he reads um, Don reads the, the the message from his brother, which says five G on the on the message, right? Oh, does it? Yes, it does. I didn't even see that. <laughs> right, and um, and then when um, so when he goes to the room, which is five G, um, obviously he gives him five grand. Um, but it's what the to me it's like what does that five grand uh, represent? What does that mean? Like in, in the in the, the the big scheme of the episode, and uh, there's another five. Well, there's I think there's two other five Gs no in the episode. Freaking way, <laughs> right. two other five Gs. I think one of them, and one of them I, is a bit of a stretch. I think, okay. and the other one, I'm almost certain it's correct. Right. So the first one that I, I'll say the one that I think's a stretch is. There's five guys who interact with Don through the episode. Okay. Right, which is which is uh, which is a kind of like tenuous, I know. Uh-huh. But then I'll come on to why I think that's in- important in in a second. But then the other one is just before we see the scene where Don gets the note uh, from Peggy. Do you know mm-hmm. that? You know what I'm talking about? Where he uh, where he comes in and then Peggy gives him his mail. His mail and yeah, then he's and got just, the, yeah, he didn't open that one. Yeah, yeah. And so he goes in and he opens the note and he looks at the note and he's got like uh, come to this address at five G or whatever. Um, just before that, the scene just before that is the scene with um, Harry and uh, Ken 
Mm. And Ken is showing off about his book. His magazine. His magazine to these girls. Oh, yeah. And how many girls are there? Is his name Harry? No, sorry, Ken. No, the other one. What's the other one? Yeah, called? his name's Harry. Oh, hang on. No, no, sorry. Paul, 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 sorry. See, Paul, I don't even There's know. There's too many names. There's too, too many, many names. names. Um, but yeah, so so Paul is showing, uh, Ken is showing off to the girls. Mm. And how many girls are there? I don't know. I didn't count them. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just counting fives, unfortunately. So there's five girls. <laughs> five girls. Look at that. Right. And, um, and also, earlier on in the episode... <clears throat> Um, when Don is talking, you know, when they're in the first pitch meeting where Don is trying to come up with this new way of selling this, um, uh, this, this account. Mm. So he's trying to come up with, you know. Well, yeah, we'll go into that. Executive. The executive man slag account. Yeah. One, one of the things that he, uh, one of the things he says is. We're always trying to get girls. We're always trying to. We're always no. We're always trying to get the ladies. We're always trying to get the women and families, and and the whole thing is like, how are we gonna get something for the men? And I feel like a big part of this episode is how men. What the that one of the things is like so, and also the the episode starts off with Don winning this award. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, a, it feels like almost the, the the theme of the, part of the theme of the episode is how we get these awards and, and what these, what the awards are. And I feel like what the show is saying is that for Don, um, uh, the love of women is a reward like in itself. It's an award in itself. And, if, and also with the 5G thing, if you, there's only five women in this episode. And they're all kind of, they all interact with Don on some level at some point. Um, okay. So, I, and I, it's such a weird episode name, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe that's, that's, that's what I came away with from this episode. I was just like, 5G, the price <laughs> of getting rid of nice people in your life. And also, yeah, so I feel like also that 5, so the 5G part um, in relation to Adam it's almost like he's he gives away 5G to I don't know. Do you know what I, mean? it, I I can't really explain why that kind of how those two fit. But it's I, like, I mean I, I don't know. I just feel like he's a dick. Not Adam, the other guy, Don. Don right. Don's a dick. And it's a it's a plain old. I mean, it's very much. It's a very New York Madison Avenue uh, Madison Avenue Mad Men thing to do, isn't it? To be like, I'm gonna make this person go away with money. And yeah. I think there's a lot about transactions in this. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. In this episode, um, and I think that's the most basic. It's the most basic one because it's almost like it's really weird because it's almost like um, Don sort of acts almost like he's being blackmailed. Do you see what I mean? It's it does. kind of like that, very much that whole like, listen, here's here's what you're going to get. He you does. have to disappear. Okay, so I feel, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I agree with that. And there's also this thing where, um, so there's loads of stuff I'll talk about this episode, but there's, there's also this thing with um, Adam where, let's say I'm right about the five guys thing, right? Okay. 
um, there is this. I say there's five. There's five guys in the office, and um, uh, Adam is a sixth sixth guy. So, I think another part of this episode. This, this is why I couldn't do this in like in order because it's like there's so many different things tying it together. So, an, another theme of this episode is trust, and you know, like you were saying, it feels like it's almost like he's um, Adam's blackmailing um, mm. Don. Um, and it's like, if you look at the way Peggy acts through the episode, she's kind of, she knows all his secrets and she actually shows him that she's to be trusted by giving him that letter and not opening it. Uh, and it's almost like, and, and that whole thing happens. So in that whole scene where Don comes in and gets the, the, the mail, we see, we see, uh, Peggy give him the mail and then he goes into the room and sits down and then he opens the thing and we see the 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 uh the letter from um from adam and it's like we're seeing the two the two different trust the two things he should be trusting uh back to back so he's he's one of the closest people that's not his family is uh that should that should be that should be um someone that he doesn't really know is peggy and obviously he's got this brother that he should be like really kind of close to, but he doesn't know at all. And it's kind of like through the whole episode, those two are kind of fighting uh, for Don's kind of trust. And what happens at the end is he chooses Peggy over um, Adam. I think that's what happens. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't know if I really think that's true. Really? Mm. So, I mean... All right, fine. So, Adam... Yes. So, he turns up at the office, right? Out of the blue, yes. Out of the blue. And and, and the person who introduces him to Adam is Peggy, just to be be clear. Yeah, because she's his receptionist and that's her job. Yeah, totally. But, like, still, still, that's kind of... It's just... She says he's waiting in reception, blah, blah. Don clocks the name and is like, I'll handle it. I've been rumbled. Leaves, goes into it, denies knowing him. A bit like my good friend Paul from last week from The Disciples. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know him. Don't know him. Yep. Adam knows that he knows him and he says something like, oh, I saw... at the beginning, about the same magazine, he was like, oh, good job no one reads it, or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. isn't he? That, yeah. When she said, oh, the picture made the advertising age, or whatever and it's nobody called, reads that, yeah. and nobody reads it. Yeah. And then, of course, Adam sees it, yeah. um, and he's like, oh, I, I knew it was you, I knew it was you, so I came here, and Don's just like, I don't know you, I don't know who you are, I don't know what this is, like, go away, sort of thing. Yeah. And then... But you've got to ask, like, why does he, he sort of, he does relent. He does suddenly go, okay, well, I'll meet you in the diner. And he didn't have to go to the diner, and he did. This is true. So I think there's a, there's an essence of something there. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, I don't know. Because, I mean, it would have been way easier for him not to have done that. To just say, To just say, I'll meet you there, and then just not turn up. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know why he does that. I don't know why... I think probably because he doesn't want Adam to cause a scene or... Yeah, maybe. You could, it I, you could explain of, it like that. He does sort of pay it off, pay him off at the end a little bit to be like, listen, don't reveal my secrets. Well, I guess there's also... 
it is it's his only family and he doesn't know about the do you know what I mean he's trying to shut the past away he's been trying to shut the past away all this time and then someone turns up you're going to be a bit kind of curious as to what's going on mm. so he asks him all this he asks him in the in the cafe about his mother and well not his mum but so he does ask and she, he says she's dead and he says good I think what he says is she's not my mother <laughs> so, oh, yeah. as well um, so yeah there is that um, this is so this is the reason and again there's so many things my brain is like completely shattered from this episode because there's other things in here as well where um, there's this the, so there's there's this thing of uh, characters trying to read other characters' minds. Did you get that? Example. So, um, what's the best example? So there's, there's, I'm trying to think, there's, so the, I think the, so the main, the the, the main reason it stands out to me is um, Pete's talking about his book. Uh, Or his, or his, whatever, his story or whatever. And he's talking to, um, to uh, his wife about it, um, Trudy. Trudy. <laughs> Amazing Trudy. And Trudy, I love that scene because it all starts I off. love that scene. <laughs> that scene is great. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> are we talking about my the best scene, which is when they're having dinner? No, and no. And all the scene where he's like go and talk to him and is he in bed or something yeah they're in bed yeah, yeah they're that, in bed that yeah. Scene, yeah yeah so that scene uh, i really I, lo- I love the way it starts where basically um trudy's reading the story and she just and she puts it down she just rolls her eyes and she's can you see she just hates the book i did not notice that at all <laughs> and then she kind of has to talk uh she has to kind of convince she has to convince um pete that she liked it but she doesn't, because she sort of says right at the beginning, she's like, it's too modern for me, I like the classic. Yeah, she, well, she doesn't convince him that she, but she convinces him that, I don't know, she still kind of likes him or whatever, she kind of respects him. But what's really interesting about that scene, and it's kind of, it's again, it's hard to describe because um, Pete basically tells her to meet up with a guy she lost her virginity to. And he does it in a way that kind of suggests that he thinks she still cares about this guy. Do you? Did you get that? Well, he says, oh, you owe me, doesn't it? It's, I mean, it, to me, that scene, first of all, they look like they're in a fucking dollhouse. They look like they're playing. <laughs> they do. They're playing husband and wife. <laughs> they're do. children playing husband and wife. And yeah. it's kind of like, she's she can't quite buy into it. Like, And I love Trudy when she's like this because she's very much the... Like, she does take the role of, of the sort of masculine of the two, really. Yeah, she yeah, really she does. does. She does. She's sort of, like, in control, because yeah. he's he's asking her, oh, can you sort this out for me, blah, blah, And she's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, please go on. Like, she says, okay. touching her arm and all that sort of stuff. And it's very much like she's the one with all the power and she's the one with all the control. But then, you know, in the office, you know, when they did the pitch, he was, uh, and someone was like, oh, um... <laughs> You know, women don't manage. Oh, what did they he don't say? manage the money or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, not in my house. <laughs> or something like that, yes, isn't it? It's yeah, proper, like, 
yeah. mega masculinity or whatever on show and then he goes home and he's like to his wife please can you get my uh, my story published in a magazine because my friend at work had one done and I, I need to get one done and I need to compete and she's okay so yeah so you're right so that's a weird that's, a, that's why that scene's so weird because I feel like in that scene um, Do, um, Pete is trying to convince her of something and he's being very kind of masculine about everything and he's really sort of like I'm the man sort of stuff and um, uh, Trudy says, Trudy's kind of compliant with him and she's like, okay, and all this kind of stuff. But what's really interesting about it is the scene before that is Don and Midge in bed. Yeah, yeah. And the difference that... Well, it's not just the difference. It's like, at the so the end of both scenes, each person, like, so at the end of the first scene with Don and Midge, um, Don, like, Midge says something to Don, I can't remember what it is. Oh, she says, that's it. She says, I just like being your medicine. And then Don, Don says, okay. Like in a really sort of like deadpan sort mm-hmm. of way. And at the end of the Trudy scene, um, I can't remember what Pete says to her, but Pete says something convincing her to go. And um, and Trudy says to him, okay. And it's like, it's like in just end, the, the scenes end the same way. And it's kind of, I think the question that I come away with that from with is what like what's the power dynamic between the two it's like you were saying like what's this power like who's in control in the midge um Don scene mm. and who's in control in the Pete um Trudy scene and I feel like I don't know I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this but I feel like the show is saying on some level that Don is kind of in control in the Don midge scene I mean, I think he is, but I think that's because she she's wearing. I mean, it's it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, I I agree that he is. He is he is the one with the power there, and I think she sort of admits. I think it's a bit of both in that in that you know she admits that he's the one with the power because she she almost makes a first of all she sort of like makes a joke saying when he says oh don't call me at the office. And she's sort of like, oh, you know, you don't want me calling you up all the time. And yeah. that sort of makes a joke on it, but then sort of also crawls up to give him a cuddle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, just... um, and it's the same with, with sort of Pete, where it's kind of like he sort of wants something and sort of like leans over and becomes more affectionate when he doesn't think he's going to get it. Yeah. And also when um, the in the Pete, in, in the Don um, um, Midge scene, a lot of what Midge tells Don, a lot of what she, the the big speech she does in that scene is about her telling Don what he's thinking as he's going to see her. So he didn't tell her that. She just kind of made that stuff up in mm. her head. And it's kind of like, it's her convincing herself that she's helping him. Mm. And the the reason I, this whole thing came about in my head is because when Pete is in, when, when Pete is talking about his story, he says, uh, well, um, uh, Trudy says, I don't understand why the bear's talking. Mm. And Pete says, the bear, it's not that the bear's talking, it's what the hunter is, is thinking the bear is, 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 is saying. Mm. So it's kind of, and then this all kind of gets, um, ta- this all kind of gets uh, capped at the end of the episode when, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Betty, his wife, uh, is trying to convince Don to get a beach house by 
explaining by by tapping into Don's unhappiness with her father if that makes sense mm. it's all kind of i know it's all over the place but you know she she basically tries to manipulate him by saying um you don't you don't like my dad and if you don't want to see him we just need to buy a beach house and she can't and they can't buy the beach house because don got rid of the you know the 5g and i don't know how it all ties up but it's all kind of I'm kind of I feel like I'm always there with it but I'm not in college I mean it, it's I think there's a, a theme that runs through it potentially that's about awards as well and like awards oh, yeah. and rewards so it's like obviously going back to the very beginning it's quite interesting is that awards that they bring in it's like they bring in the awards and they're all like joking about how it doesn't really mean anything one and thing one thing stuff. about that award before you go on um, did you hear what he said about um, it's almost like it, it, he goes um it's if i took this on i'd be like a kid who won a 4h which kind of made me giggle it's not 5g though if it's like the one before a 5g a 4h yeah four five h g i don't know why that i don't know why they put that in but that's kind of genius to be fair <laughs> Um, and I don't understand it but yeah sorry go, go, go on but yeah I mean it's sort of like when you get it I think there's everything you kind of need to know is in that first scene where it's sort of like probably yeah it's kind of like they come in they've got this award they're all happy and like a little yeah. bit you know in love a little bit drunk everything's yeah. great and then they put the award down and all that sort of thing and then they fall asleep and yeah. then they wake up and they're coughing yeah. and they're all like <laughs> gross and hungover yeah and then they get what they want, but they, yeah, they get what they want, but they, it's not, it didn't really help them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what I mean by this. It's, it's, it's the, it's the award. It's when you've got something, you've achieved something yeah. that doesn't really matter. But at the time it seems like a huge deal. Yeah. But then, I mean, and you know, so, I mean, if we're going to go into like weird things that we looked into about this, I was like, <laughs> that horseshoe's got to fucking yeah. mean something. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up yeah. and apparently it it means that if it's the way it is when it's in the trophy originally, it's like the person who wins it keeps all, or the person who has it keeps all the, the luck Yeah. in the horseshoe. Yeah. When it falls, all the luck falls out. Yeah. So it's sort of like, and I, but I think that's true. I mean, this whole thing. I mean, the next thing we had launched into straight away is is um, Ken and his short story award. Yes. And like, what an impact that has. It's yeah. I guess it is weird because it's like he gets that award. Well, he he gets the he gets the print in the paper, which is an award of sorts. Also, just before we go on, that's a real article, by the way, and you can find it online. Anyway, what is the the article that he wrote? No, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. look out right now. Anyway, like the maple something. One thing that I, I, I guess it didn't really click with me that um, he did. So he won that. He got that thing, and every and because in that first scene, everyone's like really nice to him, and everyone's like sort of oh well done and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, like later on, everyone's bitching about him and sort of you know everyone's kind of like competing with him, and it all opens up this this bag of. Um, the bag of flies, bag of worms. What was it called? Can of worms. That's it. That's can of, it opens up a can of worms, and it's like, and it's almost like he doesn't. Um, it's almost like a bad thing that he got put in the um, in the in the paper, um, and I feel like that's kind of. 
It, it's also like when you see um, Adam, Adam gets what he wants and he's like really happy and he gets kind of, and he loses and it's not, it's not what he wanted. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, even like Peggy with her job, she got her job and she's kind of, she didn't like, she's having that, she has that conversation with Joan where she's like, I don't really, this isn't really what I want to do as a job. Do you know what I mean? She kind of, so there's all that thing of like getting what you want and then it not turning out to be good. But I feel like that, that's what I mean by, I feel like that is one of the ongoing themes in the whole show. Like that always comes up with this thing of like getting what you want and not being happy. Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, because the, the characters that don't really get what they want are Pete. Yeah, well. As usual. Yeah. Because he, cause he's, he basically almost pimps out his wife yes. to to win a prize yeah, yeah, yeah. that means nothing and he gets it and he's not very happy with but it, he doesn't yeah. even re- he doesn't get it but he gets he doesn't get what he wants that's yeah. the thing but if he had got what he wanted he would have lost something else but he can't see beyond oh, yeah. he can't see beyond the whole trophy being able to go into the office bragging rights situation well, he, well to be fair he got something he got something really good it's like something really impressive which it's no is like, boy's life though it's a it's a you know it, it, that's exactly what he wanted almost like it's kind of he wanted to be in a national thing and he but because he was competing with someone else what he got wasn't good enough mm. and also when they come when um when uh betty and don come into the the bedroom and they're talking about it. They talk about how there was two awards and how the one that matters is the one that Roger got. And Don, all the way through, it's like, well, mine doesn't really mean that much. Mm. And yeah, so I feel that's that's a theme. That's that's something that kind of reoccurs through through the show. Um, there's, a, there's something else as well that's, <laughs> that's a massive reach. Um, <laughs> Come on, spill it! Oh god, this one's this one's really. I can't have to read this one because it's uh, it, it's a bit crazy. It's a bit like nuts, to be honest. Um, so, <clears throat> try and explain this. So, in that meeting where Don is with um, who's this? Ken's there, Pete's there, and uh, Paul's there. I think. Is it Paul? Yeah. Yep. So they're all talking. And then Don Don comes up with this thing. So Don starts talking about how they're trying to attract women and really they should be making something for men and blah, blah, blah. It should be something. It should be something private. But then he takes that term private and he replaces it with... Executive. Executive, right. You said you wanted to say something about this. Yeah, just that they're all morons. (laughs) No, I know. I mean, I think... It's interesting, isn't it, that they take something that could be about empowering another gender and yeah. they make it about empowering themselves. I think what it's very mean? much well because they could have got, they could have said, "Oh, you know, let's get a choice. women's account." They did, yeah. But yeah. instead, they're like, "Let's have a special secret men's account yeah. where the where the and the first suggestion is where your bank statements are sent to your office." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? That whole thing of you don't want your wife to know what you're really up to. Yeah. And it's like, but that's, that's almost encouraging that kind of behavior. That's the, that's the difference is it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of saying it's okay. You're this kind of man. You can, you're allowed to do this. This is what you do. And 
get charged for the privilege by the bank. Okay, so so my thoughts on that were that <clears throat> so Don takes that term. He says um, the other guy Paul says private. Then Don takes the term and, and uses executive instead. But then, so what we have in effect is like we have first to begin with we have the Liberty Capital private account, right? Mm. And then Don changes it to the Liberty Capital executive account, mm. right? And then in the next meeting, so the the meeting like a couple of like maybe a half an hour later, where you've got all the client in there and everything, the client changes it to the executive private account and I feel like the terms liberty private and executive all mean different things yeah makes no sense (laughs) wait I haven't finished yet (laughs) so liberty is this idea of so I looked up the term so liberty is basically about freedom it's about Mm -hmm. doing what you want Um, private privacy is about um, nobody knowing what you're doing mm. and the whole executive thing now this is the this is a weird one the whole executive thing is about power right right so we, when you got those three this is so weird it's so hard to and it's kind of i know this is total fucking um tinfoil hat stuff so like you know <laughs> i love that expression tinfoil hat stuff just just uh, put on your tinfoil hat for a little let's just, get going just go with me on this so like so li- so the first the first thing that they come up with the liberty cap the liberty ca- liberty capital private account is about um it's about sort of doing what you want in private so nobody gets to see you right mm-hmm so that could, I guess we could point to someone like um, Ken uh, when he's sort of writing his story. Nobody knew about him writing his story. Mm. He was just doing that in private. It was just kind of him writing the story. But then, obviously, Don changes it to uh, the Liberty Capital Executive Account. So that's basically doing what you want um, because you have all the power, right? Mm. So that's kind of like, I don't know. I guess that's the best person to point to there would be someone like Roger. Mm. Where he can get to do what he wants because he's the most powerful person in the company, so that explains why he's there. And it, it kind of, it kind of, it's kind of what Don wants to be, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but then that guy in the client in the um, in the meeting changes that to the executive private account, which is this idea of um, having the power, doing what you want but nobody seeing it. Mm. And that's essentially what Don does at the end. No, totally. Oh yeah. So. It's kind of, I feel like that, that may be the, the main point of the show. I just don't know how it ties So what you're saying well. is yeah. that Peggy is the bank. Peggy is the bank. Peggy is the bank. Because Peggy has the information. Yes. She knows what the information is. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily know how to deal with the situation. Yeah. But that's not her job. Okay. So her job is to keep things private. Right, okay. That's as as uh, Joan comes up to her and says, that's his private life. All and right, that's yeah. why we love him. Okay, that's okay. why we love them. Because it's about... Holding onto that information. Yeah. And not kind of... And sort of... Peggy is a bank. Maybe everyone's a bank. I don't know. But it's like, technically, she could have... She has the freedom to do that stuff. She won't do it. Yes. But she has the freedom to do it. Okay. She has the information, so she is the bank, and that she knows that he's getting his knob off on some other woman. (laughs) 
Um, but isn't it interesting? But that... she allows him to do what she wants and keeps it private she because does. that's what she does. That's her job. Mm. That's her job. Mm. Which is odd. Yeah. But then what the then offering an executive private account is pretty odd too. But she doesn't like that job. That's kind of the point though, isn't it? Because like in that scene, but where... she gets the reason she stays is because she gets paid for it. Okay. Okay. It's the reason any of them are there. That's the reason any of them do anything. The only, the only, <laughs> the only thing I would say is you don't remember what happens in this show, do you? No. Okay. All right. Well, I, I feel like the fact that she doesn't like that job is kind of important. Right now, Peggy is the bank. <laughs> she may not be the bank in a few episodes, but right now, she's the bank. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And Fair she enough. might not want to be in the. She Fair might not want to be the bank. She might want to be the sofa or something <laughs> else. I don't know. All right. Okay. Okay. Um. But I. I guess that, that. I don't. I just don't understand how that five G kind of relates to that. I, I guess. Okay. So if, let's say you're saying that Peggy is the bank. Let's say Peggy's the money, right? Peggy is the money. Don gives that money away. Because Peggy isn't the money. Right, okay. Who's the money? Let's figure this out. Who is the money? Because, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. So, like... Well, Trudy's kind of the money. I don't think she is. I don't, I don't think she is. And the reason... But the why, money is the powerful thing. Yeah, the money's the thing that you're trying to... You're trying to get, right? Mm. And when Don gives... So, the money... So, that's why 5G... That's why, you know, you've got 5G and then you've also got those five girls that... Um, uh, that Ken's trying to impress and you go through all this stuff like you piss off all these people to get that money right mm. and um, and you don't really care but all you, you don't really you don't really want the money what you want is the privacy I don't fucking know because like Don gives that money away well yeah but he gives that money away but he he takes the power. He there's a there's a strong correlation between money and power. There always has been. That's no surprise to anyone that's ever read or watched anything. Yeah, is it's a power thing. Right. Now that power is threatened by Adam because Adam can come in and fucking destroy his whole life, and he knows that. Yeah, yeah. The he pro- knows that. Yeah. So that okay. So, so he has to give away the power to Adam, but Adam doesn't see it that way. Adam sees it a totally different way. But the way Don sees it is he's giving his power away to get rid of a problem. And that's why when it comes to his showdown with Betty about the summer house, he's weaker because he's given away some of his power. Oh, right, yeah. Oh. See? That's good, yeah. Yeah. Because it's very like, I mean, I think... Because she does say at the end, I like my dad. She's kind of... Yeah, yeah. She had, I, mean, I guess in that situation, she there was, it was like a, a win-win for her. She had to get to a beach house or she gets to see her dad. But she had a preference yeah. that when she gets her own way, that when she gets what she wants, she admits it, which is where the honesty thing comes in. Right. And it's that whole thing of like, she could have just, she could have just not brought it up. Right. Like, and that would have been fine. But she's approached it in this kind of way where she wants to have this conversation to see where he's at with it. And he's in a, he's in a corner because he's just given away his power. His power <laughs> so yeah. he doesn't have the power to overrule her. 
That's which is unusual for him because normally he does. Yeah. So normally it would be his decision, but it ends up being what she... And that again, that's the whole prize thing is it's like she's going in with a different strategy to what other people are going in with. So right. it's like the, all their strategies are different. So with Pete, his strategy is to be a bit of an emotional manipulator and a bit of a whiner. Yeah. I really need this. You need to help me. You owe me because you had sex with this guy before me. Like, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's the emotional manipulator. Um, and she goes ahead and she does what he asks, but she doesn't give herself because she wants to save herself for him, but that's not good enough. And he, but he, I feel like when he, he's really angry that she didn't do that. It's almost like he expected her to do that. No, that's what I mean. Right, okay. Is is he his he doesn't have as much power as he thinks either. Right, okay. Then you've got Don who his power is, is in his money. And again, you see a little bit in the in that hug that he it isn't necessarily entirely what what he wants. His prize is his keeping his life, but he's not super happy with his life anyway. Mm. Right? So it's like he's doing he's making this huge effort to protect what he has yeah. but I think there's a part of it where he doesn't really know why he's protecting it so much right, I think okay. he's just almost stuck in this because I think you know he comes across as being very very dickish yeah um, but again he doesn't ignore the letter he could have just ignored the letter Good you know? run, and yeah. he didn't oh yeah that's true yeah he goes around there because he, he, he either I, A wants to solve it and not be worrying about the fact that his brother might turn up wherever he goes yeah or B, because he does have a heart underneath there somewhere. And I think when his brother goes to hug him and he hugs him back. Yeah. And that's like, I don't think we've ever seen Don hug anyone. That's true. To this point. So, I mean, for me, that was actually quite a tender moment. And he, mm. he almost like sniffs his neck a little bit. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure what that's about. But, you know, but it's definitely a very like emotional moment. Yeah. Uh, and he says to him, you're going to be okay. Which is, I guess, what you said, they said at the end of, you know, with oh, Midge, that's with, yes, yeah, you're so right. Always, oh, okay, the yeah. end of everything is always it's going to be okay. Wow, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even <laughs> literally even notice that he said that. Too busy putting on your tinfoil hat. Yeah, uh, must have been. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's another thing that I noticed in this episode, uh, which is the photos, the three photos in this episode. I feel like they, you know, I was talking about the executive liberty and the privacy thing. Okay. I feel like they might kind of point to those three things. All right. So the first one is them at the awards. Mm-hmm. First one is them at the awards and it's there, it's Roger and Don shaking hands with the award or whatever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that would be the executive. Yes. Then the only other one I remember is, oh no, there's the family, the private. Yes. The blood, well, awful private photos. Well, this is well, this is it. I don't know if I actually think the the family is the liberty, but then I guess you could swap it around and because uh, liberty is freedom, right? Yeah. And done. Free- no, you're probably right. The one with him and his no. Brother. Do you know? Oh, oh God, I don't know. Because like, the reason I said privacy for Adam is because nobody knows about that, right? Yeah. But then, the only place he could really be free, the only place where he literally could share his life with someone who knows everything about him would be his brother. And that's what his brother's offering him. And that's what he doesn't want. And he actually gets rid of his liberty by doing that. 
to be the and private his, executive. And his family is the privacy part because, like you said, like you said specifically, like you literally said, like family's private, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Does it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I so, wouldn't say his family's liberty because he's not free with his family. His no, family he's are, not, no. are a chain in yeah, a way. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. They're the thing that you know. I mean, he he almost. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know why he stays with them, but whatever. So the so that means that when he he uses his executive, his like his his private his private executive powers. So like so that that's what that guy says. He sort of makes the whole account the the executive private account. Yes. Taking out Libby, and that's kind of what Don does at the end of the show. Is like he takes out his Libby, he throws his Libby away, he throws his freedom away. Um, because the executive private thing is like the most powerful. Absolutely. So he's just kind of, but like you said, because he does that, he then loses kind of out to his wife who gets what she wants. Yeah. That's really interesting. So what's this episode about then? Um... Because so, there's so many little bitty things here and there that just kind of don't Well, I mean, I together. think there is still definitely an element of secrets. I mean, I think the biggest scene about that is when um, Peggy finds out about, listens to the phone call with Don and Midge. Yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah. And then she tells Joan, and Joan's like, Joan's, I love Joan, I'm <laughs> glad she's back. Like, I love seeing her chair in the meeting, one of the big boys. Oh, yeah. And I loved that she tricked Peggy into telling her what she wanted to know. Yeah. And I, I loved that she was like, I won't tell anyone. And then later on, she just, she's just giving Peggy so much <laughs> shit about it. Like, rigging her up. And like, oh, it's great. She's so good. But, you know, that's, there's Peggy's secret. There's, you know, and, and um, Pete's secret, which is that he's trying to outdo Ken. Because he never actually tells anyone about that. No. It's almost like he's... Pete is in like an invisible competition with the others, but the others don't even know about yeah. it. And then you've got the the contrast of him with that the other copywriter dude whose name I've forgotten. Uh, Paul. Who's really upset about it because he's clearly not a very good writer. And he lost. And he lost. Yeah. Well, at the end he lost, but you know it. It's the prize kept changing because yeah. the prize. First of all, Ken Ken wins the prize. Yeah. Then the prize becomes like respect then the prize becomes oh, yeah. <laughs> um, impressing the girls yeah and then the prize becomes just down to two men having a bit of a mm. who's, who's won who's won what what are they winning and I think that's a big theme of the whole thing like what what have any of them actually won what are they doing it for like yeah. do you know what I mean like the trophy like the, as they say no one cares about a trophy so why is everyone working so hard to try and get it yeah why is Don so desperate to get rid of his brother when his brother isn't like threatening him or saying he's going to knock on the door and like unvi- it's like they're not it's winning power, anything but that's what I mean so like when it comes to like things I was going to say the whole 5G thing and how that's really really important but he gives that away I don't know um, I I, <laughs> I, um, I I was going to go off I, I totally lost the thread of what I was going to say there. sorry <laughs> um, no it's not your fault um, uh, what else was I going to say um, I've totally lost the thread I've <laughs> But yeah, no, I I, I feel like, it, it, so there's a bit in this where um, Paul kind of mentions, is it Paul or it might have been, it might have been Pete, where they use the term discretion. Oh, I don't remember that. So that's when they're talking in the, that's when they're in the meeting and they're kind of, 
um, they're trying to come up with this kind of this account, this sort of like name, this account. And um, Pete sort of goes, yeah, discretion. And I don't know. I feel like that's part of the the episode. Like like that ties into all that stuff that mm. you're talking about. But I don't know if that's the actual thing. I think I just think it's part of it. And that's what I mean. Like I feel like well, it's discretion. It's like secrets, discretion. It's that sort of stuff, isn't it? It's Peggy doesn't isn't discreet. I mean, she like runs into the like when she's like running around the office trying to find Don. It's I hilarious. Think, I think she is discreet though. She's not discreet. She's like running around the office looking for him everywhere. So there's and... a there's a scene where. Um, where Peggy... So when Peggy is trying to entertain Betty, that seems really cool because the whole scene, like, Peggy is desperate to tell the truth, but without giving anything away. So the best part of it is when um, um, Joan phones up and Betty says... Oh, because like, cause the, the only time Betty actually tells a lie is when she says... Um, something about going out. She's always out sort of on dates mm. and stuff. And then, um, yes, no, so that was it. So Betty asks her, um, are you going to go out tonight? And Peggy says, uh, yes. And then <laughs> Joan phones up and then Peggy answers the phone and she goes, no, not tonight. I'm not going out. Something weird like that. So she kind of like cancels exactly what she said before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even that. And like, so the whole, that, that, whole, that whole scene is like basically her sort of like, trying to be as honest as she possibly can while at the same time not giving anything away undone and I feel like and I feel like this episode the reason I keep going on about how things might change for Betty later on is I feel like this episode and to be fair I kind of watched the commentary and like it's got um, the woman who plays her I can't remember her name January Jones no not January Jones the woman who plays uh uh, Peggy, Peggy yeah. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. It's got Elizabeth Moss um, basically talking about her character and saying, "Yeah, this is the, this is the episode where she changes." Basically, so she gets the idea that she doesn't like doing this job from this one part, and I feel like she, in this episode, she, not only does she decide she doesn't want to do the job, she also kind of bonds with Don, and I think it's like a massively important thing for her character in this one. Can we just pause for a minute? My brother keeps trying to ring me. And yeah, 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 yeah. of course. No, it, it's fine. It's fine. Right, we're back. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. So, anyway, this is the turning point. This is the turning point. Yeah, for it, Peggy. Uh, for Peggy, yeah, and she kind of just gets an idea of like maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe there's something else out there for me. But I think this is the first time that the outside world has sort of come into the office because it is a bit like um when uh betty and the other woman i can't remember what her name is are chatting oh yeah um francine and they're talking about like oh their, their husbands are better when they're not in then, manhattan yeah, yeah and i yeah. think it is that whole thing of when those two worlds collide yeah it does seem to tear one world in some way because it is like well i feel like in this episode everything is everything comes into the office basically like so midge turns up in the office in some way um the family turns up in the office don's past life turns up in the office um i don't know what else what else there must be something else or maybe not but yeah like everything kind of like collides and not only does it collide 
um, Peggy has to deal with it all. So, yeah. It's because Don's the epicenter of Yeah, true, 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 true. But then still, she's kind of, she has to kind of like juggle it all and sort of like deal with it. And, and I think it's, I think what's really interesting is, is when Peggy, because obviously they only see, they each know a different side of Don. Yeah. And she's sort of, and, and as much as you're saying that Peggy's trying to be honest, yeah. I think Betty's trying to also, because the way she says, oh, don't you like how he runs his mouth? Yeah, yeah. she's like trying that. to find stuff out. She's yeah. trying to find stuff out as well. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I think there is that whole thing. And and it's almost like Peggy can't quite believe that. She's sort of like, what? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As if, and, and it is one of those where I think they're both sort of testing the waters a little bit yeah. with each other um, and seeing, I feel like, you know, mm. It's it's an interesting, uh, definitely an interesting meeting between the two of them. Yeah. What did you think about the uh, the bit where Don? Um, so the fact that the the scene where Don gives um, his brother the money almost seems like he's going to kill him. Um. Did that not even occur to you? No. Did it not? No. Oh my god, so like the whole, so, because what's really cool is... Um, I guess what, he does go in that locked drawer, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and also what's cool about that is um, uh, in the meeting, Roger says um, something about everybody in this company has like five, uh, has ten, ten pages in their drawer, mm. and then as soon as he said that, uh, Don says five. Ah. <laughs> um, but that's... Uh, to me, it was like it felt like he was putting a gun in his bag, and then obviously when he actually gets to the place, um, he sat. He's basically sat behind um, Adam, and Adam's kind of like got his back to him, and he's like making the. And it's like it's literally like he reaches into the thing, and you think he's gonna pull out a gun. I didn't. Did you at just, all? No. Did you not? Okay. I did not get that. Oh wow. Okay. Because to me, it's like it's literally like he just killed. I can him. I can see why you would. Now yeah. you've said it. Yeah. I don't know. The show just doesn't have that vibe for me. Right. Like, okay. do you know what I mean? That, that makes it's just sense. Not, yeah. It just doesn't. But I guess if you're seeing it for the first time, you don't know where this is going. I mean, in a way, yeah. I mean, he is. He almost is trying to kill him, though, isn't he? He's That's what I mean. Get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. He just doesn't choose a gun. He yeah, just chooses yeah. money instead. He almost is trying to kill him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think that's it, really. I don't do you think. think... I, does Adam ever come back into it? I can't possibly oh. spoil anything for you. I bet he does, doesn't he? Um, I bet he comes back and is like, 10G this time. Episode 10G, I'm looking out for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think we've kind of... I don't know about you. I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover, but I think we may have covered everything that's really important in the show. Because mm. we could just go through like all the scenes. I mean, the only, the only scene that I did want to mention, because yeah. I just thought it was really good was where Trudy meets Charlie Trudy meets Charlie oh yes 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 so I did think that is such a in again it's another like she's a prize he wants yeah, it and, he he and the fact that he was just that he is the executive isn't he that's yeah, yeah, exactly ta- what yeah, the, ta- the ta- private yeah. executive yeah where he's, he's like part. he's got another girlfriend but he wants Trudy and he yeah. can keep a secret yeah and it's like I just, but I also really enjoyed that scene because I feel like you really sort of saw what 
Trudy stood for. Yeah, Trudy's cool, man. Yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. Trudy's really nice. And she looks a lot like Alison Brie as well. So she is Alison Brie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just saying Trudy looks a lot like Alison Brie. So she, she does. Just... <laughs> we like Alison Brie. She's we great. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think that's it. I think I think we're done. Oh, um, just one more thing. One more thing. I forgot to mention this as well. So the other, you know what I was saying about how I feel like this episode is about, a, a lot of this episode is about um, what men do for women or mm. how, how men uh, try to impress women or whatever. Um, so th- another reason that kind of uh, came to light to me was, um, you know, the two stories that Ken's written. Oh yeah. So one of them is, one of them is a novel about a roughneck on an oil rig who has to move to Manhattan because his wife's mother is sick, and the other one is a woman who's a widow who gets stuck with a family farm. Uh, nobody helps her except a poor boy. Love it. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So they kind of. I, I feel like underneath everything, like let's say, because I feel like one of the things about this show is like, it's not that, it's not that you can go to it and say the theme is this or the theme is that. The theme's a bunch of things, but they're all sort of layered on top of each other, and they all come from. They all essentially come from one place. So like. Let's say the last one was, uh, you could say the theme was essentially the what's what's underneath us or what's what's what we're made out of. Mm. Um, even though that doesn't explain anything about the show because there's loads of other stuff going on in it, and there's like you could say the theme of this one is why, like as much as it's about secrets and all this kind of stuff, it's also about how people. Uh, try to impress women. I think that's the fundamental kind of uh, theme of the episode. Like, there's other things going on. So there's all that stuff about, there's definitely stuff about lies, keeping lies and trying to keep power. I feel like the lies kind of, I think I think the the idea of lies comes from the fact that the only way to hold on to power is to lie. Okay. <laughs> My only, the only issue I find with your argument is that by the end... Zero women are impressed. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not saying, yeah, but that's, I'm not saying that's, this is the point. I don't think the show is saying that's how, that's the right answer. I think it's saying that's how people act. That's how men act. Men hold on to, men hold on to power because they think it'll impress women and they lie and cheat to keep it. And that's what's wrong with these characters. That's why they're unhappy. And what do you have to say for mankind, Frodo? <laughs> Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Do you know. think here's a, here's a here's a loaded question? Go on. Do you think Mad Men is pretentious? Mad Men is pretentious. Do you think it's pretentious? No, I don't. Do you know what? I don't think it's pretentious. Here's the thing. I think it's. I think it's got a lot of stuff going on in it. Hmm. Um. Because I feel like it is. I feel like you could watch the show and not have all these questions that we're, yeah. that we're asking. I think you could easily watch it. I didn't last time I watched it. I think here's I the thing. I no questions. Here's the thing, here's the thing. I think I might be pretentious by asking right, okay. these questions. I don't think Mad Men's pretentious. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. Like, sometimes I think... Because the thing is, you when we pick apart the scripts and stuff... Yeah. And the dialogue... Yeah. And you just think... <laughs> that is... There's so many levels to that. <laughs> 
And you know, as someone who likes to write as well, when I'm writing, yeah, I don't get, think don't. about the meaning behind everything no. that I write. I don't think anyone But I does. feel like sometimes with this show, they sort of do. Well, so, so okay, so I'm, I'm a huge, like David Chase is the writer of um, Sopranos. Mm. And basically, the whole style of this show comes from Sopranos. And I feel like, like, if you think this is pretentious, that show is like ridiculous in terms of like the scope they follow like this like Mad Men the reason like I like doing this show as opposed to Mad Men is because as opposed to Sopranos is because I feel like a lot of the themes in this show are are tied to science and sort of like provable things that you can kind of like Mm. say and (laughs) Sopranos is basically like I don't know it's like a philosophic a philosophical kind of like course like it's it's literally about everything in humankind and the nature of man and like and like it follow it, co- it covers all kinds of like uh, metaphysics and all kinds of weird stuff without mentioning any of it right it never mentions any of it you just kind of have to pick it apart and find it and i feel like this show's a bit more grounded where you can kind of go okay so this they're talking they're talking about this point in history or whatever do you mm. know what I mean? um so yeah um yeah, that's why I like the shows. I think they're just kind of there's so much effort put into them and like so much thought that yeah. Do you think you, you don't? And that's why I think the show's good. But I feel like you don't think that's a good. That's a positive. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It's not that I don't think the show's good. I do think the show's good. But I just sometimes, and I don't know. Like I'm a I'm a very arty person and I love art. <laughs> right, okay. It's just sometimes. I don't know, I feel like I've watched an episode yeah. and then I chat to you and then I feel like <laughs> I don't, I haven't watched the episode that I actually saw a completely different episode, which is fine because it's like, that's obviously subjective and that makes it interesting to discuss and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes it is a little bit like things that you, that you pick up on that are so different yeah. from like, you know, and then, you know, even when we're discussing things, sometimes I come up with theories as we're discussing it. Yeah. And it's almost like I feel like I'm a little kid and we're like writing our own little story. And it's just like, oh, and, and this this happened because of this. And like, you know, and that, I don't know, or I'm con- conducting some sort of like witness statement. Or I don't know, it's very, it's very strange. But I, feel, but- I think that's the point of the show. So that's, I feel like that's the, the aim of the show and why I like it so much. So I think, you know, I keep talking about how the psychoanalysis thing and essentially I think the show is like a big you know the Rorschach tests the what you know what a Rorschach test is where no is it Rorschach or Rorschach anyway you know the butterfly thing that um, therapists show to people oh yeah the ink blots ink blots yeah and you kind of have to interpret it and Mm -hmm. say what you're seeing love that I feel like that's what this show is where you watch it and you say what you see and then uh, it lets you know if you're like a psycho or whatever at the end. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what the answer is. I mean, someone should do a quiz about that. Um, and um, it's funny that you're mentioning all this stuff about subjectivity and like interpretation and stuff because I feel like that might come up. No, no spoilers, but that might come up later on. Well, that's exciting. But that's for another day. That's uh, for another day. Shall we call it a day? Let's call it a day. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, we'd love to know what you think of our new format. Yes. Uh, and whether you prefer us to go through things uh, step just by step. step by step, Seen or by if we just discuss themes and argue about characters and their ulterior motives. Please do let us know. Yep. And uh, don't forget, everyone, Sopranos, as I've explained, is better. 
Bye bye. Bye.